it's the Modifivers. Don't forget to follow at Pod on social media and check out our Patreon. Stick around through the end of the episode for more information. Enjoy! Insorcelled, a low-key, hate-free, HP, D&D podcast. There is no room for hate here, only education and helping one another. Hogwarts will always be here to welcome you home. Welcome back to Ensorcelled. This week with us we have Willow Wilson, Imogen Sigrunflatter, currently uh, studying up on Patreons at patreon.com slash themodifivers. That's patreon.com slash t-h-e-m-o-d-i the number five e-r-s. Check it out! We have Holland Lane Curtis. Ren D. Tierney, the D stands for deliberately rekindling a prank partnership with Steve's, was maybe not the best move, but hey, we're making bold choices this year. Bright Walton. Celeste Carver Chapman, lovely to be doing all right, and honestly, that's all we're going to ask for. And I'm your Godifiver, Remy Culp. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really grave Ralph Woodrow Wilson. Stuff is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is a good one. No, I think that's plenty. I don't think we can take one from there. We'll get, we'll get part two of that intro next time. No, 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 no. No, that's all we get. Okay, let's start the show. <laughs> but I had so much more. While Remy is busy with hiccups, um, before we start, I feel like this is a good spot to maybe mention to our audience that we're going to be doing things a little bit differently in year four. Uh, we're very excited because our uh, our episodes are going to look a little different from now on. Uh, we will be recording shorter episodes so we can get them out more frequently. Uh, life is hard. Being an adult is harder, and we love doing this so much, but sometimes schedules are just crazy. And we want to make this work as much as you probably want to hear it work. (laughs) So uh, we're hoping to change it up a little bit. And so you might be seeing slightly, slightly less... uh, They're not going to be any less chaotic, don't worry. But they're just going to be slightly shorter, uh, and then we're going to have a bit more of a possibility of keeping to the schedule that we hope to maintain. So yay! (laughs) <laughs> yay yay for yay. um scheduling yay for mm-hmm. consistency that we will one day achieve right now it's a lot you guys it's, it's a, lot. a lot we're all moving it's, it's so we're much. all moving. Ti- we're all moving we're all tired <gasps> mm-hmm. we we're all, all have old. jobs <laughs> we're we all, all ha- gay yeah we're we've all, all cried this exhausting. week probably uh, we've all cried in the past four oh, hours i've totally mm-hmm. cried yeah my hiccups are cried though. a lot this week. <laughs> Life is hard, um, y'all. So, yeah, that, that, that also might be a bit too chaotic to keep in. So if you want to just do a pre-recording one, that's fine. But whatever. I don't oh, I don't yeah. care either way. Um, I'm, I mean, if I have a say, I'm keeping it in. Oh, good. Okay. Do we want one full take of my intro? No. We decide- Absolutely not. Executive decision. You don't even know... I worked hard on this one. I okay. did research. You'll get another chance at it when we record the next episode. <laughs> I feel like, let him speak. I want to hear the full thing, And you it. will when we record the next episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're not understanding here. You'll just stick you into a Godzilla. You had your chance. You had your, you chance, had your chance. I tried. You had me, your I chance tried. and you beefed it. <laughs> it's been decided. 
Are you crying again? <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I've we should have a little counter. Hours since Emotta Fiber has cried. <laughs> it's never moved beyond a zero. I'm yeah. actually always crying, so... Yeah. The first semester of year four has begun, and there are a myriad of changes that have come along with it, a majority of which have collected themselves at the breakfast table in the Grand Hall. Looking around, you see that your small group of friends has expanded, taking up a third of the surf table that morning. Not only are the expected Ren, Celeste, Imogen, Teddy, Edison, and Ross there, but also Myra, Celeste's little girlfriend, Max Jackson, Imogen's milk enthusiast study buddy, and Ross's new girlfriend, Ava Harper, plus two of her friends she decided to start joining them for mealtimes. So along with you, uh, you see Amelia and Ronan. Um, Amelia is a Leon and Ronan is a Serp. They are both in your class. Not your class, but they're in your year at Hogweed. Amelia is a very pretty young girl with very dark skin, bright eyes, and her hair in braids kind of down, uh, down to her waist. And Ronan is a young fellow Serp with blonde hair and bright blue eyes looking straight up translucent. Uh, they both sit there chatting along with Ava and Ross. Um, and, you know, everyone seems to be getting along just fine. Hopefully. Who are the interlopers? Is, does does Imogen say that? <laughs> no, but she's thinking it. Ah. Ava's just bringing new people into our group. It's strangers and I don't like them. I'm, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know that I have an opinion yet, but no, I am friends. uncomfortable. <laughs> what what house is Ava from again? Ava is a Serp and is also on the Broom Zoom team with Red. Celeste is going to go over to Ava. I'm guessing this is still in the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very close to the beginning of the year. Just kind of getting getting the semester started. Gotcha. Um, so Celeste is going to look over to Ava and just go, Oh, Ava, what did you do for summer? Oh, um, well, I spent time with Ross, and, um, I did a little bit of studying, and by a little bit, I mean I opened my books, and then I sat there and did something else for, like, two hours, and then I closed my books. Um, I was mostly reading magazines, um, during that time, so I'm really up to date on all the pop culture, and I also practiced flying when I could, and then we also took a trip to the Philippines, um, to go see my mom's family there. Um, which was super fun, but also, like, really, really hot. Um, but yeah, it was a good summer. Did, did you need help studying? I can certainly help. Oh, that's really sweet, Imogen. Um, I... It's not so much that I need help studying, it's that I don't study. Um, I just get too bored. So I stop. Huh. Imogen takes a long time to think about that. Too long. Uh, while Imogen is thinking, Celeste just looks to Ava and goes, Well, actually, if you're worried about being interested in studying, I fully understand where you came from, but I can tell you, Imogen's studying method is not exactly what you'd expect. Oh, yeah, it's pretty hands-on, actually. Um, flashcards? No. A few people almost died. No, yeah, it's like a trial kind of thing, like a trials and tribulation, like you go on a maze and some of them, and oh, she's zoning out. I think she's... Hey, Imogen? Background music plays. Oh, shoot. Uh, Imogen, do you want to study uh, Imogen... later? What? Oh, yes! Okay, cool. We're gonna study Sorry, later. Sorry, I was thinking about studying. I know. 
Okay. We, we could tell by the look on your face. It's very particular. Yeah. Of course. Honestly, when you said, Eva, when you said that you didn't enjoy studying, I worried for Imogen. I, I was trying to wrap my mind around the concept. Um, I don't think my mind is big enough to wrap around a concept like that, but I'm working on stretching it, you know. Well, Imogen, it's kind of like... Stretching my imagination like that. It's like how you can appreciate Broom Zoom, but you don't necessarily play it. I feel like that's kind of what Ava's saying, right, Ava? You know, st studying's cool, but it's it's better when other people show you how it's done. And I wink at Ava, like you know. Um, okay. Yeah, Stop. like the um, Just it's yes. like how how every yeah, like everyone um everyone loves ice cream, but like some people like different flavors, um, and some people might even prefer sorbet um, over right. traditional and, ice cream. And That's some okay. people like all of them. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a lot. Is it? I think it's fair I mean, to like all the ice creams and different variations thereof. I mean, if we're talking in the metaphor of ice cream being activities, that's kind of a lot to handle. I don't think so. Ren just pulls out a <laughs> ice cream eating trophy. <laughs> I actually, I had it in my bag. Um, I keep it everywhere I go, just in case anyone ever asks me about ice cream. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a, I don't know if you know this, but you have a champion in, in your midst. In the midst of in, other champions. In the, uh, yeah. But my, my championism is specifically for ice cream and also sometimes broom boom. That too. Both very important flavors of metaphorical ice cream. <laughs> so what are we doing uh, for school Celeste. today? <laughs> Celeste just leans over to Ava and goes, Ice cream's a sore topic. Just move on. Move on. <laughs> um, Celeste, it looked like you had a really fun summer. I kept seeing you in, like, all the magazines, and you looked incredible. Oh, thank you. That's my new stylist, honestly. It's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, especially interesting getting used to having long hair. Uh, that has been a learning curve, for sure. Long, um, longer hair? Yeah. Yes. It well, was already long, but I understand because it's comparatively for you. Well, yes. I mean, before it was just medium long, and now it's like long. It's long. Very you know. Long. Wait, you know what I'm saying? You said a new stylist. Yeah. Who's your Who's your new stylist? It's not It's not Maggie. Oh well. To answer the question of Maggie, I actually had the first reaction as well. I had that same first reaction. Um, turns out she is now my mother's private stylist, which that sounds like. Uh, upgrade, right? That sounds like a promotion. Yeah, she works exclusively with the with the minister. Exactly. Okay, perfect. I was a little worried that we were potentially cutting hours or something, especially because my mother wasn't making many, you know, appearances. But I'm glad to hear it sounds like more of a promotion. Yeah, I think that does sound. Yeah, like she's she's. It's a it's a private exclusive contract. That sounds absolutely. That sounds very fancy. That makes sense. Oh my gosh, but how cool it must be to have your own stylist. Let me tell you, it is it is odd. <laughs> it's something to get used to, of course. I mean, uh, somebody to give me advice on fashion sense is both humbling and can be frustrating at moments. You know, if you think something looks good on you and they say, no, do not wear that, do not wear that at all. You know, you get that frustration moment. But it's been a lovely time. The paparazzi has been an the worst to get used to, though. I guess you're kind of glad to be back, um, because 
it's a lot harder for them for them to get on the premises, huh? <laughs> oh yes, we had to have a whole meeting with McConnell just to make sure that there was a a barrier or some sort of uh, paparazzi shield at the castle. So I should be okay. Um, I don't think anybody brought a camera to school, so I I hope there isn't a student photographer. Um, but I should be okay. Wow, I mean, yeah, with with how sturdy Hogweed is, you know, you should be pretty safe, probably, I think. But, I mean, the good news is your image looked amazing and you looked great in everything. And I totally get the whole long hair struggle. Um, Ava, like, pulls her braid from her back around her shoulder. She has a really, really long braid of her dark hair. Um, and she's like, sometimes it can be so unmanageable, but it's cute, you know? Oh, it just, but it looks so good on you, you know? Like, just make it work so much. See? I'm loving everyone's hair. I think, I think everyone looks so awesome this year. Honestly, everybody looks amazing. I'm so proud of all of you for trying new things. Uh, and she looks to Teddy, even if they're a little simpler this time, trying a new thing is always good. I think everyone's hair looks great. I think everyone, all, all all the haircuts that we all got is great. Incredible. Um, yeah, Teddy. Uh, Teddy kind of like was distracted, but he looks towards you guys and he said, "What? Sorry." I just like thump his foot both in solidarity to, but also to like get his attention. We're just talking about hairstyles and new new looks. Oh. Oh yeah, mine just kind of happened. Oh. You know? Like, did you get? bubblegum stuck in it or something? Because I no. heard like sometimes when that happens you have to cut it off. And that's okay. It happens no. to all of us. She got no. conspiracies stuck in him. Yeah, it got, got conspiracies stuck in my head and then uh, my uh, my ponytails disappeared. Uh, the scissors happened. It got in the way. That sounds I don't fully so remember it. Yeah, I don't fully remember it. You know you know when you go into uh, you know the, um, like a, a study in haze? Like a fugue state? Yeah, like a fugue no. state, and it's nope. like nothing exists except for whatever information you're taking in and connecting the dots and all that, and then, um... I do kind of feel um, that way with brooms in, so I get you. Oh, okay, yeah, you're, you know, you're in the zone and nothing else exists. Um, my, well, I made it so my hair didn't exist either, so... But then my mom fixed it up, and I, 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 she said it looks nice. Uh, I think the only one who's been in um, a different kind of state recently is Edison. Like a different country state that makes complete sense, Teddy. I say what motioning no, I to mean, like, every everyone in front of him. No, I just mean like how he's how he's acting right now. Like, watch this. He like turns towards Edison, who's like very focused on his plate, and he is like, "Hey, Edison. Hey, hey, Edison. Do you want do you want some more eggs?" No, Edison, Ed- are, are you feeling okay? Are you feeling fuzzy? Imagine. Edison is like totally checked out and he's like totally just focusing on his breakfast right now. Imogen runs over to him and starts shaking his shoulders. Oh my goodness, are you no, okay? Geez. Are you Im- okay? Can you see me? Can you breathe? God! Are, is, uh, what's, tell me your name. Uh, what Do you know what today's date? Um, Celeste comes over and just goes, Somebody give me a Wagyu steak! <laughs> no, no. Guys, no, please. I'm fine. I'm. It's what's what's up? What did I miss? Sorry, I was um. You're just zoning. The eggs were really good today, so I'm just like in Eggland. You know what I mean? Just we're eggs, Eggland. 
Can I make an insight check on Edison? Yeah, yeah go for it. <laughs> Hell <Do> yeah. It. <laughs> he sounds kind of stupid right now. Was, yeah. Did something get into that suitcase full of raw meat that you gave him? Probably. I think he might have a parasite. No. No, th- there was a barrier, parasite-free magical barrier. I made sure Leo put it on himself. Uh, that is a 16. Okay, uh, with a 16. So Edison is on your right. Um, you guys are, like, directly to his left. And then on the left side of you guys, it's, um, it's Teddy, Ross, Ava, and then Amelia and Ronan. Um, he has barely turned his head to the left, um, and hasn't really made eye contact with any of you, and it seems like he's really avoiding looking in that direction. Oh my god, he has a crush on Ronan. Oh shit, Ronan! <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Imogen is, um, not aware of this at all, but is doing, uh, some, like, uh, tests, like, uh, okay, follow my finger? Are you making sure his Not eyes either. are moving smoothly? Um, I, I can see, I see fingers. It's good. I, okay, yeah, okay, I need you to follow it so I can track your eye movements, make sure everything's working. Okay, yeah. Okay, he, like, grabs your finger, and he just kind of, like, moves his hand back and forth with it, and he's like, I'm following. With your eyes. Oh. Well, I think this toast is gonna get soggy if I don't eat it. I already put the jam on it, you know what I mean? Like, how as soon as you put jam on toast, it starts, like, sagging or sogging or whatever. Like, it's it's immediately, it's just getting, the quality is it's bad. Toast science. I'm gonna have to look into this. Do we need to have a girl's talk? About toast? Okay. About toast. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, definitely uh, all... about toast. She looks to Ren all about toast. Yeah, I need to roll an insight know. check to see if I know what it is. <laughs> Imogen is fully, fully on board for a toast talk. Here's my theory about toast, is that, like, you have to butter it and then add jam. You can't just put jam on because that's just not right. Toast should have butter as a standard. Like, to- like butter should be automatically included with toast. And then you can add toppings, even peanut butter. But first it should be butter and then jam or, hey, or Edison. peanut butter. Yeah. Hey, butter Edison. is the base. Yeah, get get your toast and get up. Come on, but I'll, I'll, br- I'll bring the now. butter. Edison, Edison, we're going to go talk about toast over here. How much toast Come should I bring? Do, do you guys bring at least four pieces? I have uh, raspberry jam. I... Does anyone want a different kind of jam? Uh, the toast I'll, have... I'll bring the marmalade. Do they have blueberry? I just take a pi- I just not. take the picture of jam and I'm like, okay, we've got the jam. Let's a go. Picture of j- you know picture what? Never of mind. Jam. We don't a have time picture. for like that. You know, <laughs> so you can pour it on your toast. It's better than what I heard, which was a picture of jam. <laughs> picture this jam. <laughs> so we take a canister of jam. Sure, a fucking canister. That sounds better. Jar, container, whatever, anything that doesn't pour. I have a two-ton Tupperware of jam. We take it all. All right, all right, friends. Toast talk. <laughs> an armful of, of toast. Edison kind of like stumbles out the grand hall and he's like, where are we conducting our experiments? Okay, so Edison, um, we weren't exactly honest, but I thought you would pick up on it, but apparently not. We weren't being honest about toast. We want to talk to you. Also, Imogen, I knew what? that you thought we were being honest. We are here to talk about Edison potentially having crushes or not. Wait, what? Can I still have oh, the toast? Toast. Absolutely. Can we also talk about the toast after we address whatever it is you just said? Because I don't, I still don't understand it. But I'm still interested like, in the toast science. You know, like... You know what? Yes. work as a jam? 
I think you'd still have to put the butter on it first. Oh, butter is non-negotiable. Okay, good. Yeah, glad we're on the same page. Hey, Edison. Yep. Do you have a crush on Ronan? I have to go. Okay. <laughs> With his arms full of toast, he starts walking I was Celeste, Celeste, like, grabs his arm. I was just wondering, because, like, you were starting to sound like me with how much you were talking. And it's how fine. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you say that to me? Okay, well then- Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Edison, Edison. Ren, I will admit that was out of line. But, Edison- <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. But, Edison- uh, we do need to make sure that you are doing okay. So, I mean, Ronin, how long have you known them for? I left my shoes, and he turns around and starts going in the other direction. Perfect, I'll walk with you to your shoes as we talk about this. <laughs> she links shoes? arms with him. Is Edison wearing shoes? Yeah, he's wearing shoes, both of them. Oh, you just... Imogen short circuits. She can't... Underst- she doesn't understand these contradictions. I just Why whisper are- in her ear, he's lying because he has a crush on a person. Why would that make you lie? Because he doesn't want to admit it in front of us. Celeste would like to walk in front of Edison and try to do a persuasion check by just saying, tell me. And she looks him dead in the eye. Roll for it. Can I assist by saying behind with like holding Imogen's hand and just like having them trail? You know you're gonna have to eventually. You might as well get it over with. She's not gonna let it go. Can I take a piece or two of toast from Edison's arms to make it easier for him to um, process the conversation? <laughs> sure, and you can have advantage on that persuasion. Um, that is help. good, because the first one was a three. The second one was a nat 20! So that is a 25. Cool. I rolled a, like a flat 16 to get the toast. I don't know what I add to that. You, you definitely, you got some toast. I got the toast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But one piece is whole wheat. Okay. Um, Edison, uh, finally wait, wait, your wait, eyes. wait, what do you have against whole wheat? Yeah, I was, I was <laughs> about, a problem with whole wheat. As a professional chef... It is my public and official opinion, whole wheat is shittier than almost any white bread, and you can take that and run with it. I don't care if it ruins my career. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, historically, the white bread uh, was more expensive because it was considered finer quality, and then the the dregs are what is used to make the the, the rest of the bread for the poor people. Sorry, your bougie ass can't deal with yeah. whole wheat. You fucking bougie ass. Sorry that my ass just knows quality, and I like it. Bougie, <laughs> bougie bitch. You know what, Remy? Just because you went to the best culinary school in the world, and you've worked professionally as a chef, and you're moving down south to work at a Michelin star restaurant as a head pastry chef, doesn't mean you know more than us on this. I don't know. It kind of actually, now that you say that in, I'm going to take kinda that sounds like, it Kind of sounds like she does know more than us on this. Yeah, I won't. I won't lie. As I said it, the more I said it, it, it I, I trusted myself less. Edison. Okay, so back to the toast, though. Edison. Imogen puts butter on it and then puts the marmalade on as she's watching this go down. Excellent. Um, For the first time, Edison's eyes actually make contact with yours, Celeste, and he squats in place and sits on the floor, crisscross applesauce, toast still in his arms. Imogen follows suit? (laughs) No, not... (laughs) 
face squat. He literally just bends his knees and sits on the floor and crosses his legs in the middle of the hallway. And he just stares straight ahead and he just goes, Blue. Mm. Elaborate. Oh, it, I, I think Imogen raises her hand. I, I think it's because his eyes are blue. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, thinking about Rowan's eyes. Yep, Edison yep. falls back onto the ground and stretches oh. out his legs. So oh, he's buddy. full, just lying on his back on the ground with toast all over him. What are Ronan's pronouns? Ronan uses he, him pronouns. Okay, cool. So I don't Cool. Just making sure I, I said the right ones. I was assuming. Ren sits crisscross applesauce next to his, uh, his body. He's just laying there. Um, sorry. His um, recumbent form. Does Celeste know any, like, cleaning spells? Uh, yeah, I think you I have some tidy established you have, yeah. Celeste is going to try to use her spells to, like, clean the toast off of, off of Edison. Oh, incredible. Um, so I take a piece of toast off of his chest and I just eat it. Mm-hmm. Imogen <laughs> is buttered, you animal. I just well, think it'd he, be funny. He pre-buttered at least a few of them. Edison has a dog. <laughs> Edison does have a dog. Ren is it's way grosser. Dog owners are used to being licked. Ren is way grosser than me, guys. We've established oh, this. No, I'm just saying because he has a dog, his shirt definitely has hair on it, and that toast definitely has hair on it. <laughs> okay, I take it back. I won't take the fucking shirt toast. No, no, don't take it don't back. Dare Ren take it does back. it. We're just judging how no, bad the other No, I'm taking it back. I'm taking no. it back. No, you guys have bullied me. You bullied me into not taking my shirt toast. I was only here to encourage you. And you know what? Imogen takes the shirt toast. Imogen takes one for the team. Godspeed, soldier. <laughs> Someone had to do it for some reason. So anyway, Celeste cleans the, t- the rest of the toast off of Edison's shirt as he talks. Great, no more toast, Edison on ground. So, talk to us. Is it is it like a crush crush or is it just gay panic because he's cute? I don't know. Okay, that's fine. Feelings are complicated, but like... Sounds like it. <laughs> but you don't have to pursue anything. There's no, no reason that you have to, um but it does seem like Ronan might be hanging out with us a little bit more. So is is there a way that we can make it a little more comfortable for you? He rolls uh, from his back to his stomach and is now face down in the middle of the floor. And he just goes, shave him. Sh- shave? Shave? I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a little... It's because his hair is fluffy. No, I understand. It's, it's, it's fluff, fluffy hair syndrome. It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. So it is gay panic, then. Um, do you want to get to know him? We can cultivate situations in which you in which you could, if you want. But you also don't have to. Celeste in this moment is still on shave him, and she's like, is, is he also a werewolf? Edison, you can't just blank out. I ask you a question. <laughs> no, that's not acceptable. Come on now. He begins slowly rolling away. Where's that Orlean spit? Get back here! Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> stop that, stop that. Uh, Celeste is going to go, Alright, I'm not going to ask you to speak words, but just tell us this. If you need us to hang out with Ronin less, uh, give me one uh, And if you need us to hang out with Ronin and get put a situation where you can talk to Ronin, give me two uh's. 
Yeah, that checks out. Edison. Edison, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't like not being answered. <clears throat> I flick him in the forehead. Excuse me, Edison. Oh, hey! Ow! Focus. Celeste asked you a question. That was an answer. It does sound like, from that answer, you want us to hang out with Ronan less. I, I, well, I, I don't, I don't know about that. Okay. You want to just pretend nothing's going on until you get your feelings sorted and you can make a decision about it? We can do I that. I don't know. <laughs> do you need support or do you want to run away and hide? Yeah. Okay, well, so we're I'll all going to run away and hide. Running, yeah, we're yeah. going to support you in running away and hiding. That seems what the that seems to be the course of action that uh, would be most uh, beneficial to your current requests. Should we all go hang out somewhere? Like maybe go to a lake? Or... I mean, I I have been uh, thinking a lot about toast in the past five minutes, so I could uh, we could go uh, go to the library. You know, uh, put put up a you know a little presentation, get a little uh, PowerPoint going. How many jams do we have? Well, I brought marmalade. I believe you brought raspberry. Oh, um, yeah. I pull from my uh, my uh, pocket. So, my my dad suggested I start carrying around these really tiny, um, like super spicy things, so we could put like we could put some of this like uh, hot sauce on your toast and see what happens. He said it's hot good. sauce, strawberry jam, or you could just or if you don't want to mi- mix the sweet with the with the spicy. You can just do butter and spice. I mean, if you're a coward, I suppose. I mean, I'm not saying you can't do both. I'm just saying you could start. You could start with that. Or you can do whatever. Actually, sweet and spicy, that does sound really, really good. Why is there no chocolate jam? Imogen runs to the Grand Hall to no. grab some chocolate jam. Nutella? I meant an existence. <laughs> Nutella? That is true, Nutella. That's more of a hazelnut paste with cocoa. Okay, so yes or no, Edison. Edison, yes. That- Yes. Me. I just pick him up and drag him along. Like, I just, like, do the thing where I grab both of his arms, um, and then, like, twist my- my own so it's either side, just pull him. And he has no choice but to get up or be dragged. Lucas walks out of the Grand Hall at that moment, having finally finished his own breakfast of steak and eggs. Um, and licking, uh, licking his mouth, he, like, sees Edison being dragged by you, and, like, slowly follows along. He goes for the toast mess first, right? He cleans up the toast mess? No, he's distinguished. He's a gentleman. He would never. He would never eat toast off the floor. Also, he just finished breakfast. He's full. That's insane. Okay, so where do we go? Edison's really giving us nothing, huh? You're dragging him along. You think he's going to dictate where you're going to go? He's giving us nothing. You pointed this out to us and we're getting nothing from him. Well, we do have class soon. Should we just go get set up in our first class? You do have class soon. Let's go to our first class, which is... Today you have uh, history. (gasps) History of magic. And on your way there... Um, Celeste, you are stopped by uh, an older student whom you are not familiar with. Um, a cute little redhead. Um, she approaches you and she says, Hi, you're Celeste Carver-Chapman, right? Yes, lovely to be met. Uh, and your name? I'm Piper Cross. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you as well, I'm sure. Um, how can I help you today? I would like to offer you an invitation to a networking opportunity. Oh, really? Now, what exactly is this opportunity? 
well. It is the Future Leaders of Elevated Aesthetic. It is for those of us at Hogweed who have, how should I say this, um, promising, um, promising prospects about um, our futures. Um, you know, those of us who have Flea? our eyes. Flea. Uh, yes, Flea. That is what we call ourselves. But it's an invitation-only group where we get to meet, make connections with uh, other future leaders, and um, talk about, um, you know, everything that has to do with <laughs> our futures. Um, you know, what jobs we'd like, who's currently holding them, um, connections that we have, making uh, strong connections amongst one another, um, so that we can help each other in the future, and, you know, being able to talk with other people with similar minds, and um, that, that strong ambition to just go the extra mile. And we would love to chat with you. Have I heard of this organization before? No, you have not. Can I make an inside check? Yeah. Can I also? Yeah. Isn't, isn't Piper Cross on the same Broom Zoom team? Um, Piper Cross is on the, the rough okay, Broom Zoom team. Cool. Yeah, I knew friend. I had heard her name in relation to Broom Zoom. Yes. So she is one. She's a fifth year. She's one year older than you. She's a fruff, and she is on the um, that Broom Zoom team with Ross and Teddy. Uh, so that's a 14. Uh, 16 for Celeste. Okay. Um, so Piper seems genuine and nice, and um, like she wants to get to know Celeste, um, but she also does seem like she's interested in what Celeste has to offer, and she's interested in what she can offer Celeste. So it's kind of, it's very much like inviting her to this networking opportunity in and of itself is a networking opportunity, if that makes sense. She's, she's kind of a go-getter. Uh, oh, well, lovely. I must admit I haven't heard of your services before. Um, it's, uh, I'm, what day do you meet? Um, well, it depends on which day best suits all of our members for their schedules. Of course, we all have opposing schedules. I mean, that's just how it works. But we do our best to come together once a month to be able to discuss, have tea, um, and, and just enjoy each other's presence overall. And our next meeting, it is a little soon, but this is the day that works best for everyone this month, would be later today. Um, I would have gotten you the invitation earlier. I promise this is not a slight, but we did recently discuss your presence and um, and having you join our, our little group. Oh, well, I don't imagine that I have anything to do. Do I have anything to do tonight? No, you don't have anything to do tonight. Okay. Uh, Celeste is going to give a, a just sort of like... I've got this glance back at Ren and Imogen, uh, and just kind of be like, Well, uh, I don't suppose I have anything to do tonight, so I might as well come and stop by. I don't know if I'm fully committed to joining, but I would love to learn who you are, then consider. Incredible. We would absolutely love to have you. We'll make sure that there's a spot set up for you with the best tea that you can get here at Hogweed. And I think we will just have a simply marvelous time. Oh, wonderful. All right. Well, looking forward to it. Me as well. Ta-ta. Oh, just as a heads up, um, she prefers coffee. Oh, I'm, this is true. I'm sure we could arrange to have some coffee with us tonight. What do I Perfect. get from her vibe? 
when I talk to her. I mean, she's perfectly, um, she's perfectly receptive, and she she's okay. kind of appreciative of the suggestion of like, oh, thank you so much. Yes, we can have coffee for okay. you. We okay. want to accommodate all of our members. Cool. That sounds fun, Celeste. I hope you have a good time. Oh, I'm sure we will. Um, well, have a wonderful day. Looking forward to it. Me as well. Ta-ta! <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to hate this, aren't I? I think so. It sounds really weird. This sounds awful. This sounds... This it it sounds sketchy. Oh, heard of. You haven't yeah. heard of it? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, let me check in with father. I mean, if anybody was going to be part of a group like that, it would be him, right? Yeah. Right, it sounds like it's maybe for students, but also, if this is like, I don't know, not to be paranoid about things, but clubs make me nervous. Um, yeah, that's what so, I'm thinking yes. about it, too. But it might be a good idea for you to check. Just to be sure it's well, innocuous. It's you know. a real club. It's always good to get information. Also, the thought of... That super secret class I told you I might be taking with my mother? Yes. Has come on. Mm. So, might as well infiltrate, but I swear to god this actually is sort of a, like, future leaders thing. I'm going to hate this. I'm going to hate this. Um, also, flee? Flee! It's like, I I, I guess they, they put a lot of thought into it, but not enough to actually think about it. It's like they said, okay, we need an acronym. They made up that first one. They went, oh, perfect. What's that spell? Oh, who cares? You know, like, they didn't think it through. Oh, God. All right, well, uh, onward with our day, I suppose. I'll let you both know what what it's like. Yeah, and we'll be on standby in case you need anything. Do you you need us to protect your things? Um, I grab Imogen's hand. uh, We'll keep an eye on your uh, things. Or if there's anything uh, else that you think they might be after. Celeste, knowing Imogen's history with this, just goes, Yes, Imogen, thank you. That sounds perfect. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, Ren and I will make sure to. Uh, make I appreciate sure it. And I appreciate you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you. You're not my good friend. Edison, you still down there? Oh, gosh. Uh. Cool. Let's go to class. I think I give one last, um, like eye contact look with Celeste. Not necessarily about that that just happened, but more about Imogen's response. Um, as kind of mm-hmm. just like a, well, it's a new year. I feel like it's it's time to figure that out. When it's, we might have been busy, so, but we can't let it go any longer because that shit is still affecting her. Kind of thing. Celeste gives a look of like, let's do some reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys head to your history class, which of course is taught by Professor Iden. Um, she looks really excited when you guys come in, and she even claps her hands a little bit when you sit down. She says, hello, everyone. I'm really excited for today's lesson. Um, first of all, how's everyone doing? Everyone okay? Doing well, Aunt Charlie. Imogen is a little quiet right now, thinking about how to best protect Celeste's things. <laughs> after after a moment of mostly silence and a, and a wave at Celeste, she says, all right. Well, that's not a good sign because today is going to be mostly discussion. Uh, are we ready for a discussion-based class? Sure. Celeste being the only person again, apparently. Always. Yeah. What are we discussing, Professor? Also, I wanted to be known that um, today Ren is not wearing her robes. <gasps> <laughs> She's not in uniform. Interesting. So. 
as we discussed, um, you know, on our first day, uh, this semester we are going to be discussing history from the perspective of magical creatures. So I know some people have said that sounds interesting, you know, how can creatures have history? But when you take it from this specific perspective, this includes humanoid creatures such as goblins and gremlins and ghouls and whatnot. Um, specifically today, we are going to be discussing more of a concept than, than a creature, or whether or not something is a creature. Um, today's themes are destiny and fate, and we are going to be discussing gods versus creatures. Um, so I wanted to give just a, a little bit of background on, on a, few, um, a few different examples that I mean. Um, so if we take a look at Norse mythology, there are the Norns, which are the uh, gods, um, they're specific deities um, that are in charge of uh, shaping human destinies. Um, so specifically, um, they take an active part in, in creating um, how a human life will go. Now, if you look at the the Greek uh, equivalent of this, if you had a chance to change your fate, your fate would you? Yeah. <laughs> this class got derailed within two seconds. She, I feel like Ren leans over to whoever is closest to her in this moment is just like, oh, I saw Brave this summer. Absolutely. Continue. Now, if now, if we look at the Greek equivalent of these Norns, there is the Maori, or the Fates, as the English call them. Um, they are seen as immortal beings, not gods that control fate. So, let's take a look at this. In your opinion, what is the difference between a god and a creature? I think it's all in perspective. It's all in uh, what label the those who talk about them choose to put on them. I mean, a god can be anything if you see it as such. It's the belief in it that makes it powerful, I think, both metaphorically but also sometimes literally in our sense because mm -hmm. power can come from a lot of different places. That's interesting. Now, th think of this from a normie perspective, where magical creatures don't exist to them, whereas we know that dragons are real. They believe that dragons are not real. Now, how does that come into play with normies who believe dragons aren't real and they also believe gods are not real either? What's the difference there? I feel like it, it turns into more of a belief of self than a belief of external factors. At least from my perspective, you know, fate and destiny can be from an external factor that you personify, or it could be one that you've placed upon yourself. Um, and sometimes others may get in the way of that, whether that's creatures or gods. So are you saying Percy Jackson books are also accurate and real, and that like the fates are actual magical creatures that are existing currently? What? So Sorry, sorry, Ren was about to interject, and then she realized that we've had a conversation, but not with the professor about this, but about the, like, very, very top secret things mm. that happen in yeah. the Sanctum, where there's the literally the, like, of, of destiny, yeah. or fate, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, we are the Department of Friendship, but mm -hmm. uh, you may recall a certain uh, murdered p person was part of the Department of uh, 
destiny. We shouldn't bring that up. Yeah, that will have not, consequences. Yeah, <laughs> we're not bringing it up in class, but we as the modifiers are bringing it up just to like, you know, just, just a little reminder. <laughs> just bringing that, that out of a dusty old box so we have it on hand in case we need I it. I love dusty boxes. Moving on. Interesting. Now, in regards to the fates, do you think they, they sound more like creatures, gods, sorcerers, or just an uncategorized group that it doesn't really fit into any of the three? It can maybe be all of the above. Yeah, it, it depends on, uh, on the culture that's describing them. I mean, even within, you know, Greek mythology, Greece was a vast area and different cities had different interpretations of the gods and what and what sort of magical creatures they there were like actually a lot of uh, most places um satyrs were not half goat they were half horse which is different from a centaur but anyway we don't need into we we don't need to get into that uh but you know we think of satyrs as half goat but it's not always that if we're going uh to buy a historical uh a literature and records. I almost feel like their classification will change as we know more from them. Uh, wh- whereas, like a unicorn to a normie is fantastic and it's not real, for us we've seen it, I have ridden one, and it's a very real thing to us, So, but it's also that has made it a creature, not a mythical being. So I almost feel like for the fates, the classification will come with the more we know about them, if that makes sense. The more you know well, something, the more you can define it. Well, uh, real or not, we don't actually know. Um, I think at this point, the sorcerers kind of assume that, that those were just myths, stories, to, to explain some of, you know, the magic of before. You know, back when... The, the magic had collided or, or was not yet separated from a good and bad light and dark but was still one thing and that normies sought explanation for these things as they do now but in a different way um, where they didn't hide magic as much as we do now um, but it's still not quite as forward as it would be should everyone know about magic um now, there's a very a very important classification that must be made, which is fate versus destiny. They are two different things. Fate is considered the way one's path will go. Cannot be changed, cannot be wavered. It is as this the moment that a person is is destined to come into being, they have their life. It is planned out. What will happen will happen. That is that. It cannot change. Versus destiny. That can be changed either by a different creature or by oneself. Do you think only one or the other is real? Do you think they can coexist? Or do you think they're both fake? But Professor, if you... No. If you had a chance (laughs) to change your fate, would you? Would ya? That's the difference. I'm confused. Why do you sound like Ross? <gasps> yeah, you, your accent changed a little bit there. Yeah, oh, uh, you sounded a lot like me. Have you been taking lessons from my brother? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What were you saying, Professor? <laughs> no, no, that's that's 
What I just said was that fate and destiny are different, and fate cannot be changed, but destiny can be, theoretically. Also, and do you think... Well... I... <laughs> so for example, one can take their own destiny in their hands by saying no to something that could lead them down a path. They get a job offer and they say no and they stay where they are. Or they say yes and they go and move and, and take this different path. Whereas fate, it is already decided whether or not they take the new job. Do you believe one exists? Or both? Um, can they coexist together or must it be one? I think destiny is more of a, a concept that humans or humanoids even beings create the way that they explain it themselves and you know it's it, it's more about free will like you can uh you can take your destiny into your own hands or you can fail to measure up to your destiny or you can change it be a you know make the prophecy unto yourself whereas fate there's no there's no wiggle room it's kind of Bleak. There's no no choice, no free will. But so. also, what if our definition isn't correct? What if we don't, as you said before, know enough about fate to fully understand it? What if it can be changed? What if it takes a, li a little bit of hard work? What if perhaps you don't believe in fate, you know? I... Some things people say are fate I have never believed. I don't believe in th finite things like that. Some people might be sick, and people say it's their fate to perish, but medicine has changed that. So I, I, what if you don't believe in fate? I believe destiny is a thing, but I don't know if I fully would accept fate. So you don't think they can coexist, fate and destiny in one? I think to believe that destiny is possible, fate cannot be. But we can never have an understanding of fate by this definition, this unchanging definition, because, I mean, at, at the end of it, we can, you can just go back and say, oh yeah, what happened? That was fate. That's, that, it was right the whole time. Never doubted it for a second. But destiny is more, it's more, you know, within our lifetime. It's more within our understanding and our grasp. Curses are destiny, but they can be lifted. But what if it's fate that the curse was to be placed and then lifted all along? Yeah. And we can't know that. Not unless somehow we, you know, zoom out from time and existence and we gain some knowledge of this, of this dimension of fate and be like, Oh, yep, there it is. That's what was supposed to happen, and that is what happened. Fate has to be removed from hindsight in order for it to be real. As Imogen said before, everyone will just think that the thing that happened to them was fate, just as an excuse for it to happen. So fate isn't really... fate isn't helpful at all. I mean... Yes, I'm not rather fond of fate. I mean, I guess if it gives some people comfort for some reason, that's... That's fine, but in my in my opinion, it, it doesn't help you make decisions. It doesn't help you take charge of your own life. It doesn't help move things along. It's just a it's just looking back. It's not looking forward. It's something you say in a conversation, 
like, oh, we came to the same restaurant. It's fate. You know, it's not like a something I believe should be studied. At least if these are our working definitions, then I don't see the value in pursuing further information. I don't think it's possible. And that's a lot coming from her. I'm just going off of our working definitions. If by definition fate is something that cannot be changed, cannot waver, there's no way to study it. Is there? Is there a way to study it? Why are you asking Professor. us these questions? I, th- I fully interrupt Imogen in character. Please do. Oh, well, the beginning of, of this semester, I wanted to start with this discussion of fate and destiny, gods versus creatures, because we are studying creatures. And this is very significant to some of the first type of creatures we're going to be studying, um, as they've built their own theologies, religions, thoughts and practices based on the co- the concept of fates and destiny. I mean, many cultures across the world, normies, sorcerers, creatures alike, have based their almost entire societies ba- uh, on the concept of fate and destiny. So I think it's important to, one, understand what exactly the concepts mean, and two, what they mean for you, how you feel about them, but to keep them in mind as well as we continue to discuss these other societies and and look at it from their point of view and using this as part of the context of their time and their lives. Can I roll an insight check? Yeah. It's a 17. Yeah, so you get um, from Professor Iden that she means exactly what she says. This is part one of her curriculum, starting by kind of getting you guys into the mindset of what these societies from long ago thought and societies that still nowadays think um, as you begin to explore history from these perspectives. I'm, I'm more so, I'm less inclined about like her thoughts on it and more how I physically feel if I tune into her frequency. Like, am I getting vibes that make me feel unsafe? Am I getting vibes that make me feel like we shouldn't be talking about this? Um, no, not at all. I mean, it seems like she's just trying to foster a conversation between you guys and, and her and each other. Okay. You, you mentioned these uh, myths and concepts being formed before the split of magic into light and dark. How much, how many sources do we have of that time? Um, not much. Um, we are still trying to work that out um, today. It is something that has been studied for a while and we continue to study, um, but it is also something that has been concealed for some reason. Um, we don't know why yet, and we are trying our best to go cautiously throughout. Um, what sources we have found and, and where we're continuing to look um, for answers regarding that. So this information was recently released? Um, I mean, not necessarily. There, Since the split, we believe that there has always been a knowledge of the split. It's more so the reasoning behind it, how it came to be, why it came to be, that we're still trying to figure out. That's just a very complicated topic and then there's not much not much out there quite yet about it that is not mentioning that the split has occurred and something being post-split mentioning the split or being pre-split and just referencing magic in general okay um 
What do you believe, Aunt Charlie? Well, I don't believe in gods in the sense that there are immortal, powerful beings out there in some strange place that can see everything, know everything, and change anything that they want. But I can't say I don't believe in destiny. I, I think, I think I've seen too many coincidences in my life to ignore what I believe is destiny. Fate, on the other hand, I'm not so sure about that because I'd like to believe that we ourselves have some power in what happens to us. I don't like to think that it's all been decided and it is what it is, but that's less from an academic standpoint and more from a personal comfort standpoint. Yeah, predestination is a bitch of a concept. <laughs> uh, that's what my mom says. I, I, I go for a high five. Imogen also goes for the high five just by instinct. Also, yeah, uh, yeah, Sigrun's final daughter has has said that. I, I don't think it's happened so... in the game, but it has. I've decided it has definitely happened. She says that a lot. It's canon. I agree. <laughs> cool. All right, good discussion class. So, yes, always an interesting discussion to find out what you all think. I would like for you all to keep in mind both what you think about fate and destiny, but also the possibilities of what others have thought about fate and destiny and how how those from different perspectives of yours might feel, because we're going to be exploring a lot of different communities with different perspectives from your own, and it's very important to keep that in mind. You know, someone who has a, a solid hold on, on the concept of fate might react differently in their life to external factors than you would, you know? So it just depends, and it'll guide us through the semester as we talk about these these other communities um, of creatures and, and humanoids with different perspectives than us. That's cool. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to share. I, I think we're going to have a really good semester. Just wait until you see what I have for next week. I can't wait. I actually feel very fascinated by that conversation. It's got me, like, thinking about deep concepts. <laughs> I, I fucking love deep concepts. This shit's my bread and butter. Pun this intended. is too deep for a Monday at 8.26pm. <laughs> Never too deep for a Monday at 8.26pm. Mm. <laughs> I had one thing that I was gonna say, but I don't think I should. Well, I want to hear it now. Well, I, I think Ren's... Ren's thinking it, but I feel like she thinks that it's a little too far. It's too close to what they've been talking about in their secret meetings. Um, so, in her brain, Ren's just thinking, like, to her, fate... People that believe in fate is, like, it's a tool that creatures that think themselves to be gods use to weaponize what can happen. Um, interesting. But she doesn't want to say that out loud, because that's a little too close, and if they hear her somehow... <laughs> she's so paranoid this season, guys. <laughs> she's been she's been hanging out with her fucking mom and dad. Um, the constant vigilance pair. <laughs> God, all I could think of was, which ones? 
Yeah, so the classes uh, for the rest of your day are not quite as interesting as the Fate versus Destiny discussion. Um, that night, Celeste, you do have your your coffee meeting with Flea. Um, is there anything anyone wants to do before that meeting? Um, I think we've established that Imogen is going to be protecting Celeste's things. So I, I would say should Ren and I... Should Ren guide me into the Serp uh, dorms to protect Celeste's things, or...? Yeah, I think uh, Ren probably tries to make a night of it. Um, so she's like, I've got snacks, we can do some studying or some hanging out. Um, I'm very happy, let's, let's study. I mean, we will be vigilant. Um, yeah. Make sure that all of Celeste's Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, you you do the studying, I'll, I'll do the vigilant. We, we'll, okay. we'll swapsies. No, it's okay. I'm we'll good for now. I'm, okay. 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 Do you want some popcorn? Yeah. We do have popcorn, yes. So y'all hunker down with some snacks? Um, yes. Incredible. Celeste, is there anything you want to do before the flea meeting? Yes. Uh, I think Celeste goes and gets changed into, like, her fanciest outfit, but also like her most professional outfit, very closest to like a pantsuit. Love it. Uh, and heads off, <laughs> just very nervous. She's gonna hate everything. Incredible. So, you head on over to the flea meeting. Um, they have reserved the all house lounge for the night, which you didn't know that you could do that. Um, but they somehow managed it. Wait, I am sorry, I'm dumb. I did say I was going to go talk to my father first to see if he knew anything about Flea. Basically, is he going to have insight to it? Yeah. Um, So he hasn't heard of Flea before. Um, If it was something that had existed previously, he necessarily wouldn't have been a part of it, but your mother sure would have. Well, she may have. Um, She didn't really have a lot of friends back in, you know, the school days, so she might not have been invited because not a lot of people liked her. But... He hadn't heard of any of anything from it, either from his his teaching days or his student days. Okay. Um, so yeah, Celeste definitely goes to this very nervous, uh, wondering if it's a real thing or not. Alright, so they somehow managed to um, rent out the All House common room, which he you didn't know that was possible, but apparently it was. And they have it all set up with uh, with little tables and a, a nice tablecloth and some tea settings. Um, you know, it has that tray of like your scones, your finger sandwiches, you know, little petty fours, all of those absolutely delicious treats. And then you see that there is a nice teacup, a nice tea kettle, and then you see there's also a French press with brewed coffee. Um, and when you walk in, there are five girls, one of which you recognize. Of course, there's Piper. Um, she smiles as you come in, um, walks over to you and reaches out a hand. She says, Celeste, I'm so happy you could join us. Oh, me as well. So ecstatic to be here. Let me introduce you to the others, of course, Piper. Um, this is Penny, Pilar, Pisces, and Palm. And she uh, leans next to you and she goes, don't ask her what it stands for. Um, girls, this is Celeste Carver Chapman, of course. I'm sure you recognize her from all the magazines this summer. 
Lovely to be met. Oh my gosh, it's so... I, I don't know if you realize all of your names start with P. That's so charming. <laughs> they like look at one another and with like a little face of surprise, they like laugh. They're like, we didn't even think about it. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, lovely. It's lovely to meet all of you. Celeste has never been so sure she's going to be murdered. Please take a seat. Of course, our guest of honor has the seat of honor. Oh, perfect. I'll just scooch over here. Lovely to meet you all. Uh, a pleasure to be invited. Um, so they all sit around the table and Penny leans forward and she says, So, coffee for you, right? Do you want any cream? Any sugar? No, I'll take it black. And she she pours coffee for you while uh, Pilar goes ahead and starts pouring tea for the others, um, adding the the sugar lump or the cream where where usually wanted. Um, they are all sitting in their seats, their legs crossed, looking at you kind of expectantly with smiles on their faces, and they're just sipping their tea. Remy, what in the Stepford wives are you trying to do to me right now? <laughs> I was also thinking Stepford. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrifying. It's flea. I'm scared. <laughs> I I want an adult. Uh, um. Okay. So, what was the question? Sorry, I'm so flustered. They're just sipping their tea, looking at you expectantly. So, what do you do here in flea? Oh, we just talk about the future, what our goals are, how we can help each other with those goals, both now and in the future. Just making strong connections amongst other, well, future leaders with elevated aesthetics. <laughs> oh, lovely. So you all have aspirations of being leaders. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Um, so, um, me... I'd like to be the head of Source and Gamut one day, and Penny wants to be the headmaster here at Hogweed, and Pilar wants to be the head of press, and Pisces wants to be the head of the Department of Defense. You know, she is just a bit of a wild one, always looking for a fight. <laughs> and Palm, of course, wants to be the head socialite of the world of her generation and wants to host all of the most amazing, incredible events. Can you just re-give me their names? I just want to write them down. So, Piper... She's the leader. Uh, yeah, she's the one who approached you and seems to be doing all the talking. Okay. And then there's Penny. Okay. And Pilar. Okay. And Pisces. Okay. And Palm. P-O-M. Oh, Palm. Okay. Sorry, does that stand for pomegranate? <laughs> yes, it does! Okay. <laughs> These are future leaders, which is usually celebrity children. I'm just saying, it's probably like an Apple situation. Is it because you saw that we have Palm in the fridge? No. And you couldn't think of any other people? Wait, okay. do we have Palm in the fridge? Yeah, bitch, it's yours. Is it yours? No, oh, it's, it's yours! yours. <laughs> I'm gonna pomegranate juice later. I fucking hate um, you. <laughs> anyways, I forgot there's Palm in the fridge. I'm so excited. Uh, so, Celeste looks at the mons. Just smiling and nodding. Well, I fully support all of your dis your aspirations. I think there's nothing better than women in leadership. You know, my mother says the exact same thing. Oh. Le women need to be the ones leading. We love your mother. We are just such big fans. And Penny finally chimes in. She's like, tell us about her. What's it like to have such an amazing badass as a mother? Like, she's just so cool. Celeste is so sad she did make a, like, 
SOS Colin Wren. <laughs> and is thinking about all the ways she could have found her way out of this when she says, Oh, well, I mean, she's like every other mother, of course. Uh, sweet, she makes sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, she's supportive of me in, my, in everything I pursue. Uh, yes, she's wonderful. Uh, what are your parents like? Oh, that's amazing. Um, wow, our parents... Pilar kind of was like, <laughs> well, she definitely sounds nicer than my mother. Um, I mean, our parents are so beautiful, you know? Um, Pisces is like, I know, like, we are, so, we have just the most, uh, they're incredible genes. So lucky. Um, and Piper is like, you know, they are, they really they want us to be the best that we can be. You know, our friends, our parents have been friends forever. And, um, you know, we've been friends forever. And, you know, we've been planning our future forever. And that's thanks to our parents who want so much for us. <laughs> that's wonderful. Great. I... Love hearing about everyone's experience, uh, of course. Um, yes. Palm leans forward. It's finally the first thing she said. She goes, does your mother hug you? And Pisces and Pilar immediately go, shh. Um, yes. My mother hugs me on occasion. Uh, when the moment's appropriate. Uh. Um, Piper jumps in at this point and goes, so how was your summer? I mean, we've all seen the pictures, but we want to hear about it from you. Oh, uh, well, I, uh, you know, t touring the world was wonderful. I have always wanted to see many of the museums that I got to see and the beautiful sights. Um, I, uh, I got to uh, go on a few dates with my girlfriend, Myra. She's Aww. also in my grade. She's wonderful. Yes, you would love her. Uh, I got to have the best uh, pool party with my dearest friends. Uh, you met two of them, uh, three of them already. Uh, my friend Ren, my friend Imogen, and then my friend who was on the floor covered in toast. That was Edison. Right, that was um, interesting. You have such interesting friends. Insight check. <laughs> yeah, you can roll insight check. How fucking dare she? Yeah, they're just so, like, unique. And, like, really, they definitely know what they're about. You know, they're just, like, they're so interesting. So interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Can I get advantage because I've dealt with these kind of, like... Yes. Can, can Celeste get advantage because this could have been her? <laughs> <laughs> this was me. Uh, that is a... That is a 24. Okay, so with the 24... Piper is not trying to be mean, believe it or not. She just doesn't know what to make of someone like you having friends that are not so, ah, you know what I mean? Like, she's trying to figure out, like, what, like, oh, they seem, you know, I've, I've never had friends like these before. Well, what do they provide for you? Like, what, what connections <laughs> do they have? Like, she just doesn't, like, fully understand, but she's like, cool. I mean, yeah, like, whatever they have, I bet it's great. She, <laughs> she's not uninterested in them, 
but she is more focused on you. My mother. Uh, but Celeste interrupts Piper while she's saying interesting. She goes, wonderful. Yes, they are absolutely perfect and wonderful. Uh, both with extreme value, as in friendship, they are the best people you could ever meet. Oh, well, how lovely. Um, yes, you, it's always good to have people who support you and believe in your dreams and want to help you personally to, to achieve them um, and just love you for who you are. You all have that, right? They like look at each other and Penny's like, yeah, we are, we are so supportive of each other's dreams. Like, you know, I've introduced Piper to like all the friends of my parents who are in the source and gamut. Like we're all here to help each other out and we would love to do that for you as well i mean not that you need any help clearly but you know what are what are your ambitions like what are your goals <laughs> oh goodness uh how all of you could use a visit with my friend imogen she could teach you so much of the other side and you know mental health she whispers a other side <laughs> Oh, just uh, a different perspective. Her, her mother is an uh, intellect, a uh, wonderful intellect. Oh. Um, anyway, sorry, it's me just thinking about uh, all I've learned from my friends. Uh, but no, uh, it sounds lovely. You know, I've been... It's so wonderful to meet so many people who are so supportive of female leadership and people who respect my mother. Um, I... Do you, uh, can I do like a, a check of some sort to see if anything of value is going to come from staying at this group at this point? Right, like in this moment. Sure. Do a perception check. That's a nat 20. Woo! <laughs> I, after thinking about it, here's the deal. These girls are weird. These girls are trapped. Um, and these girls are strange in the sense that yeah, they want something from you, but they're also kind of genuinely interested in you. And it's kind of confusing. They seem confused as well. But I'll tell you what, all five of their parents are important. All five of their parents are significant in some way, and all of them are different. That's not useless. Shit. Uh, with that information, Celeste looks at all of them and, and says, Yes, I have to introduce you to all to my friends, Imogen and, and Ren and all of them, because we are going to have such a great time in this club. Yes, I will join. Oh, um, <laughs> so happy to have you with us. Um, wow. Um, welcome to Flea. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ecstatic to be here. Uh, just ecstatic. <laughs> so, so glad to have you with us. Um, I, you know, um, Penny, you should say something. And Penny's like, absolutely, I should. I'm also ecstatic. We're all ecstatic. We're so excited. Um, <laughs> you know what? And she, like, looks at the other girls and she's like, I bet 
we will learn a lot from your other friends. They have to be your friends for a reason. They must be great people, right? So we can always use more great people around us. So it's just gonna be fine. It's great, amazing. Well, I'm sure with their schedules, they wouldn't be able to join the club, but I really think that they would be a wonderful assets to meet and to just friends. Oh, right, of course. Of course. Scheduling can be- Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? She's on my shit list. Um, that would be Pilar, head of- who wants to be the head of press, and she's like- You're going down, Pilar. I mean- The head of press? She's going for Red Oh yeah, Mom's oh yeah, job. fucking try to be the- try to be the head of press, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> fucking try my mom- she's like, my mom's gonna stomp you with her boot. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. She's like, it- it- our schedules is so hard to like work with right now, so that's part of the reason why the club is so small. But I definitely think it will be so great to meet them and see what they have to offer, you know, friendship-wise. Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful Polar. Uh, I'm just so happy I, I could cry from happiness. Oh, sweetie, I know. When we really formed our own group, it was just nice to be able to talk about things we all understood and all knew because we all had a similar experience growing up. Celeste has an identity crisis because she knows in this moment this was her destiny and and goes back to her conversations in history class for a quick second. I was like, holy crap, this was always supposed to happen. Is fate real? Wait, let's, this moment, this moment, this moment. You just hear Ren in the back of your head, if you had a chance to change your fate. No. Fate, 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 Would you? Would you? Would you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That happens, and then she's also confused. Uh, and then she comes back, and just like, uh, Yes, it's always wonderful meeting other people who are parents in the sanctum. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, it can be so hard, you know, but so lovely when we all get together and we all talk about, you know, all the the difficult times of when, you know, something's happening but we're not allowed to know the secrets and the functions and the galas and the horrible fashion, but... Oh my gosh, the horrible fashion. I could go on for hours about that. (laughs) Oh, I bet you've seen some things. I mean, I've certainly heard some things. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure we all have seen some things. Uh, And the only way Celeste can get through the rest of this meeting is if she starts (laughs) shit-talking like random people's clothing and tries to get that started. Oh, they absolutely join you. And, um... (laughs) And sweet Pilar um, is just doing her best to remain as cordial as possible. It's like, I know, I just wish she knew that a deeper, more richer green would look so much better with her her skin tone than that chartreuse that brings out all of those, you know, yellow tones. But 
I think maybe one day I could just have like a little chat with her about the color wheel, maybe recommend, maybe send something over to her, you know? I think hopefully she would appreciate that. Wait, who's what's she what is she who is she talking about? What's going on? Um, she's just talking about Ren like, Ren Ren wore the chartreuse uh pocket square that I gave her from my overalls. Thank you very much. She's talking about a random person who's who works at the sanctuary the sanctum. And she's just like, oh, but like, I know she could have done better at the Christmas party, but that's okay. Like, we'll work with her. This was the Christmas party. It's probably red. <laughs> it is 100% red. I mean, at least they're not mentioning. I mean, probably not. Probably not. Right? She's talking about a chartreuse oh, dress, like a head to toe dress. Oh, okay. it's not red. Uh, not red in a pocket was- square. And Ren my... was twinning with uh, with the chartreuse. Was there another person at the party wearing chartreuse? Yes, um, there was, and it brought out the yellow tones in her skin. Was it? It wasn't Ren's mom. No, no. Maggie? No, no God Maggie no. Or like pink. It's no one that you would remember. It's okay, no one fine. that was um, random NPC. We yeah. don't have to talk NPC about NPC that was never addressed. That will probably come up later. No. Um. Uh. Then. Then. Celeste does slowly confirm that, and when it's confirmed, she realizes she doesn't have to strangle slash ruin Polar. So then they continue shit-talking random people in power. Uh, she makes it a very, very, like, clear choice to not attack anybody that would be in relationship to all these people. She remembers all of their parents and positions, so she makes sure not to shit-talk anyone who could be close to one of them. And, yeah, she gets through it. <laughs> She gets through it. Yeah, so at the end of the hour of the party, um, Piper stands up and she goes, Okay, everyone, that was our meeting for this month. It was so lovely, and I'm so happy to have our new member, Celeste, and the other peas all clap for you. She says, This meeting is now adjourned, and we will talk about scheduling another meeting in a month, you know, when the schedules are a little more clear. But please... Don't hesitate to keep in touch with me. I'll reach out to you. Keep in mind, all of these girls go to school together um, and live in dorms, and they're here 24-7. But Piper finishes with, have a great month, everybody. I hope I see you around the halls. (laughs) Absolutely. Wave at me from the hall. (laughs) Oh, we will. Oh, I must get going. Have a great night, all. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. And they all kind of, like, get up and, like, flounce out. Uh, once Celeste turns the corner, she, bi- she like, finds the closest, like, bathroom and whatnot and just, like, collapses in it. Just like, oh, oh my god. That was so hard. That was so hard. What are you looking at? Walk away. I can't walk. I'm a ghost. Oh my god. What are you doing in my bathroom? <laughs> I'm only picking up half of it, but I love it so much. Jesus Christ. That's, um, <laughs> cackling Karen. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> cackling Karen. Crackling who? Cackling Karen, I think. Yeah, that's the, the ghost of the that haunts that bathroom. Karen, get away! Someone that's what they all say! <laughs> no one wants cackling Karen around! Uh, Celeste returns to the girls and tell them how terrible it was. Ren, all of their names started with P. 
Imogen, what is the the, the statistical probability? It like it's. <laughs> Imogen does some calculations. Uh, about point um point two seven one zero zero one six six repeating. Yeah, that. What's the? Pro- it's not likely. It's that, yeah. Do you want some popcorn? Yes, I want popcorn. <laughs> I added some M and M's in there, so it's like a secret. Secret snack. Yeah. Secret double snack. Double secret snack. Double snack. Celeste just starts like crying. Oh. <laughs> She's like, oh, this is the right. This is the right place to belong. Yeah, I think we just. I kinda... don't want to be blessed. <laughs> I think we just kind of curl up around her on one of the the twin beds, and we're just like, you know, it's we're the the bed is like very cramped for the three of us, but we still have like a bunch of books and snack all over, and we just kind of c- cuddle up on either cuddle. side of her, yeah, comfort cuddles. And they all need therapy so much, so I mean, much. We can make that happen. I, yeah, I, we're gonna I feel have like, to make that happen. Yeah, from Do what we you need said, to adopt them. Can we adopt all of these older students? We can adopt all of them except for Pilar. Okay. What what happened to Pilar? Pilar is dead to me. Oh. Okay. It's not long before there is a knock on the door, kind of rapid. Hello? Psst. That, that I open the, the door. Is it one of the boys? Yes. Yeah. It's all three of the boys. Come yeah. on! Yeah. <laughs> the door, and they fucking tumble into the room. Um, Ross doing a full somersault and flaying out on the floor, and he goes, Hey. Hey. Ross, I don't want to be blessed. It's it's a okay. long story. It's I'm Celeste seeing, Yeah, Celeste seeing how her destiny could have changed <laughs> if she hadn't met us. <laughs> she had a chance to change her fate. And she did. And she did. It's just like the movie. Yes, Ren, I did watch it. We are oh, having, that's good. We are, yeah, we're watching Brave in um, the Serp common room and the serp absolutely yeah, in, no, in celeste bed we're bringing up a tiny little projector no, see we we definitely can because it's 2012 so we have those like um the battery's only gonna last for a little bit um until the dvd what, the players what? yeah the dvd players uh that are like the flip up that you can take on car rides we absolutely the have one ones oh absolutely you don't need the internet for that. technology you ones? don't need internet for that but- it's just it's, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not. It's all technology, it's to be technology. fair. technology. Is there a spell we can use to pull up a tiny little projector from one of our wands and access Brave? Mm. Can we roll for it? Can we roll to pirate this movie? <laughs> Someone yes. roll me a flat d6. I'll do, do it. it. I trust you. I'm trying to change our fate. Come on, maybe I had a chance to change your fate. Watch out. That's a six. The home gnomes like you, so they set up a projector. Yes, and that's not considered technology. Mm. I love this. Yeah, we stream brave. I love it. (laughs) We're having a movie night. Yeah, in this moment, Celeste is a thousand and five percent sure she made the right choice when she chose to be friends with these two. (laughs) And Louisa. I miss Louisa. Miss Louisa. And the boys. I, I always forget the boys. Oh, they're shit, right here. They're, li- they're right there. Yeah. Oh, shit. Edison. So is Lucas. Our boy. <laughs> Edison Edison is still a little floppy from earlier in the day um, and kind of quiet, but he's interacting with you guys normally now. That's good. That's good. By that, you mean speaking words. Yeah. Um, Celeste probably hang. Uh, stays close to Edison, knowing that he's feeling awkward and 
needing some some girlfriend time. Yeah, especially since uh, Ronan is a serf and uh, could walk into. I mean, we're in the girls' dorms right now, but Ronan could be nearby at any point. Well, to be fair, ever ever since our second year, every but everyone who's gay or Imogen is allowed to be in the girls' dorms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they don't. Uh, I'm just saying that like. Ronan isn't going to be coming in here like, okay, time to get ready for bed. Um, True, yes. I'm making a joke. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Ronan is possibly nearby at some point, is all that I'm saying. Yes. Um, But yeah, you guys managed to all pile into one bed. Ross is okay with being the base, and he supports you all with his very long, lanky arms. Um, and you guys all kind of like cuddle up on each other, all going through your own shit, but at least you're going through it together. That's what really matters, is that you guys will always have each other's back. And that is where we're gonna end this episode. That was the cutest place to end the episode, thank you. I kind of have everyone's side, because we're like super smushed up in here, mm. so it's, it's not really like back, but I do get the metaphor. Thank you so much for saying that out loud. You made it to the end of the episode. I'm so proud of you. Now here's a task. Follow at Pod on social media for updates on new episodes and miscellaneous modifier shenanigans. Oh, okay, you did that? Thank you, you're the coolest. Uh, Now, why don't you give us a review? Seriously, leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts will really help us out, and it'll help more people find Ensorcelled. And if more people are listening to Ensorcelled, then that means someone you know might start listening to Ensorcelled. And if someone you know starts listening to Ensorcelled, that means you two can talk about Ensorcelled. All that just from leaving a review. I, I guess you could also just, like, tell your friends about Ensorcelled. That might be fewer steps. But still, reviews really help us out. And if you leave us a review, we will give you an in-character shout-out at the end of the next episode. Your friends will be so impressed. Look at you. Okay, one more thing to do. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash themodifivers. That's patreon.com slash themodi 5 E-R-S. And become a patron. For just a few dollars a month, you'll get loads of bonus content, including deleted scenes, a sorting quiz, behind-the-scenes nonsense, and honestly, just general good vibes. Oh, you know that friend you just hypothetically made so you can talk about Ensorcelled? Yeah, 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 that one. They'll be super impressed by your support of our little podcast. And you'll really be helping us out. With your support, we can put out high-quality episodes on a regular basis. You know, so you and your new friend can talk about it. Alright, that's about it for this message. Thank you so much for listening. You are my hero. Bye!